0: So today, we have something very exciting. We have our very first guest on the Natural Super Kids podcast. If you've been listening along, you know that all of the episodes up until now have been me alone, solo episodes, but we are going to do a series of guest episodes now because... I want to have conversations with like-minded people, other experts in kids' health and nutrition, um, and other people that I feel will bring value to you. So I want to introduce you to our very first guest on the Natural Super Kids podcast, and it is Susan Thompson. Now, Susan is A naturopath here on the Natural Super Kids team. So, of course, it made sense for me to bring her on as our very first guest on the podcast. I just feel so blessed to have Susan on the Natural Super Kids team, and we talk about through this episode so many of our our similarities in terms of our, our families, kind of where we are on our parenting journey, and most importantly, our approach when it comes to health and naturopathy. So Susan is a naturopath, a nutritionist, and a whole food chef, and she has a passion to help families reconnect with the healing power of real food and natural medicines in a practical and sustainable way. She has worked as a naturopath and a health coach in both Australia and New York, where she also trained to work as a chef and loves to share her favorite recipes and healthy meal planning ideas with our clients here at Natural Super Kids or her clients here at Natural Super Kids and our members of the Natural Super Kids Club as well. Susan is an expert in kids' health and provides practical solutions for a range of common childhood conditions, such as eczema, allergies, and digestive issues. She has a special interest in the connection between food and mood, helping families with behavioral struggles, anxiety, and attention disorders. So Susan is also a mum of three children and also has a particular passion for helping exhausted mums improve their energy and vitality. This includes addressing common underlying imbalances in hormone, thyroid, and gut health. So If you are interested in what Susan has to offer here at Natural Super Kids, you can head on over to the show notes and we will pop links of where you can find more about her consultations. Um, And if you're a club member, you will know Susan. She creates a lot of the resources for us in the club and shares so much of her knowledge um, so generously uh, to our club members. So welcome, Susan. Okay, Susan, it's so nice to have you here chatting with me on the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Jess. Very happy to be here with you. It's very exciting. I've been listening to a few of your new um, podcast episodes, so excited to be part of it now.
0: Yes, I'm excited to have you on as our very first um, guest chat. And so can you, I've done a bit of an intro uh, to let people know a bit about you, but I'd love for you to share in your own words a little bit, a little bit about yourself um, and your journey into becoming a naturopath and nutritionist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it, it was quite a, I guess, a long journey for me. There wasn't, you know, a lot of the time you hear about sort of, big kind of milestone things, I guess, that happened in people's lives. And for me it was probably more of an accumulation of lots of little things over a long period of time that kind of sort of brought me to where I where I am with my own like from both from a work perspective and I guess also from a family perspective with naturopathy and things as well. But I because I came from quite a conservative family too. We didn't sort of um I didn't know what a naturopath was we didn't sort of do anything outside the ordinary when it came to their health I had lots of antibiotics as a kid like I guess a lot of people did in the 80s and things too and um and so my pathway into naturopathy was more through I think my love of like food which then kind of grew into nutrition I guess as like a pretty normal part sometimes of being a teenager when you start to discover that how you eat can affect how well I guess you think your health at the time but at the time it's probably more about how you look and things as well um and so that was my journey into sort of how I guess I could influence myself through food um and and then from then had a really strong interest in nutrition so um I went in and out of sort of different ways to explore that a little bit and studied dietetics for a little while um worked in hospitality and food and things like that and then I I guess what brought me to naturopathy was more a bit of an accidental coming to it through looking for a way to study nutrition that kind of really fitted into being able to to work and support myself and things as well Um, and a few people talking about it so it was a bit of an accidental discovery for me um and particularly more through nutrition and then as I started to study it I explored herbal medicine and homeopathy and we did massage and all these things I discovered whole food cooking through reading some things from Drupalero um so it was it was just this gradual sort of learning and um and then infiltrating into the way that I lived my own life and things that um you know eventually sort of grew my love for it and that point where i decided that i actually wanted to sort of take it a little bit more seriously i guess um yeah so so yeah it was it and it's still a a constant journey i guess in that sense i'm always continually growing my knowledge of it and i've become quite interested in in that kind of constant education of it and got on to sort of study other things since i first did my naturopathy study as well
0: yeah, that's awesome. I love that, and we've we've got similar stories. I mean, I've shared my story on the podcast before, but I worked in hospitality as well, and now I see that as a way to kind of, that that was you know kind of linked to to what we're doing now, and that focus on you know, the way that, that we look, I, uh, people that have been listening to the podcast will know my story with my skin issues as a teenager, kind of really um, made me interested in in food and how much of an impact that can have on our our health and the way we look, which is what we're focused on in those, in those teenage years. And I also love naturopathy because of that constant learning, you know, we're never done. It's not like we ever kind of know it all and that's it. Um, exactly, think, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us are so uh, kind of curious beings and love that that constant learning. So thank you um, for sharing uh, a bit about your journey. And can you tell us a little bit about um, some of your special areas of interest and, and the areas that you uh, specialize in so that people listening can get a bit of a feel for the sorts of things that you might be able to, to help their family with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess part of the journey of me becoming a naturopath was also really closely tied to my kids. So I had kids sort of relatively young, I guess, like I was like 28 when I had my first one and I was still studying the last years of my naturopathy qualification then. So it really kind of started to evolve as I became a mum too, and and more about how I would then integrate that into how I support my own kids, um, and so that's where my interest in sort of working with kids and things really started to grow a lot more. Um, and I guess my, uh, you know, I, I was lucky in being able to sort of experiment with my kids along the way as I learnt too, and then as you said, sort of constantly kind of grew that sort of knowledge as my interest in the area grew, grew started to sort of do a little bit more self development in that way as well. Um, but and then as I've worked for a longer period of time, it's funny because I've thought a little bit over time in terms of um, what particular areas I've started to sort of work with a lot more in terms of what we would classify them as like conditions or particular kind of groups of different kinds of kids. And, And now I've started to evolve a little bit and instead of focusing on, okay, what can I do to support a kid with X, Y, Z condition, I'm really starting to look at, okay, blood sugar balance, like, you know, bowel movements gut health and sleep there's like those three things that are like such a foundation to so many different conditions that I've really started to explore a lot more okay how can I optimize someone's blood sugar balance how can I optimize someone's gut health and how can I optimize their sleep and that influences so many different things whether it's anxiety whether it's behavioral problems whether it's um, growth or immune function and things like that if I can really target in on those areas i find i'm getting a lot better improvement and things as well rather than just thinking okay what do i do with um you know how do we work with kids that have adhd or something like that um so it's been an interesting kind of evolution in that aspect in terms of um specializing in different areas so yeah. And again, and the same thing with mums too, it sort of, it really does relate to them too, because a lot of the time the mums that I do see are typically exhausted mums who either have had health challenges themselves or have kids that have health challenges. And so because of that, their own health is suffering too. And so a lot of those things really tie into that too. And especially like, you know, when it comes to, um you know, their you know thyroid or their own gut health and those types of things.
0: Yes. Oh, that, yeah. And that just makes so much sense. And I think as naturopaths from, you know, years of practice, we do start to see those patterns, don't we, of like, no matter really what the condition is, as you said, uh, if we can work on some of those fundamentals, like those ones that you um, that you sort of talked about, the blood sugar, the gut health and the sleep, that can have such a positive flow on effect on all the areas of a child's wellbeing. And that's really kind of the crux of naturopathy is, is working on the, those underlying factors that then contribute to better health in all different areas and systems and organs of the body. So I love that you've kind of... Um, you know that that you've talked about it in that way because it does make a lot of sense.
1: Oh no, no, I agree. Yeah, it's interesting, and I, I, a lot of the time, it, I guess that's what, as you said, that's what the basis of naturopathy is too, is in being able to support the body in times in sort of in helping itself and things, isn't it, and that kind of self healing aspect. So if you can really. Um, focus on that and it's not always even though they kind of sound like quite simple things they're not necessarily they do take some a certain amount of understanding and even like now in, t- in terms of the research behind those areas because it's a lot of areas that, are, that aren't necessarily optimal in lots of people's lives in modern lives these days so it's not necessarily just a factor of just do xyz it's often quite different for everybody in terms of what's influencing those things as well and so it's interesting to understand Both their kind of life, but then also the science behind how that works and things too, and sort of using those sides to, to influence it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if we think about sleep as an example, you know, with kids, it's not as simple as saying, you know, they just need to get more sleep or they just need better quality sleep. It's like, how do we make that happen? We know if our kids haven't slept well, that, you know, their mood's going to be affected, their behavior's going to be affected, their eating uh you know preferences and habits are going to be affected their immunity is going to be affected so uh yeah it like i said it has all all those flow-on effects but it's like there's so much to good sleep for kids um and working on those fundamentals is is really important also, the, the, a really exciting kind of aspect of, to your work and your um, knowledge and expertise is your whole food chef training. Now, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, that, that side of, of what you do and uh, the training you did to, to become a, a qualified whole food chef? Is that the right term?
1: yeah absolutely yes that's what i call, you yeah know, it's funny it's got lots you know the culinary school that i went to was all about sort of health supportive cooking a lot of people um in the u.s where i did the training for themselves like natural food chefs i think in australia we're a lot more familiar with the term around whole foods and things like that but it's a you know, similar sort of things. it's about using ingredients um you know cooking in a way that um that utilizes a lot of these kind of whole food ingredients that we're kind of hearing a lot more about because it can be quite different sometimes to just regular cooking that we might see on like a master chef or a culinary show and things like that it's more about those traditional sort of values that along with lots of other different kind of health supportive and cultural um, influences and things as well so um but yeah so I part of my sort of journey I guess is I um went to America to live with my family for quite a significant amount of time we ended up being there almost six years um, and that was right with my kids were sort of still quite young we came home a couple of years ago uh and yeah had they having that love of food i've always loved to cook and always been quite um into sort of home cooking and the whole food sort of cooking journeys sort have of started when I was starting to be a naturopath. Um, but I had this dream of always going to a particular culinary school that was located in New York City and of course never thought that I'd ever get there and just by chance ended up moving over there with my family. Um, so I did get the opportunity, um, the Natural Gourmet Institute, which is since been brought over by one of the big culinary schools in New York City. So I was feel quite lucky to be able to have gone there when it was still in its original form. But um, it's, it, it's basically a, a health-supportive um, cooking school that started um, in the 70s, sort of originally from very kind of macrobiotic foundations and things, and then kind of evolved over time to just be more of a health-supportive, whole food, seasonal, it's very um, environmentally conscious and things as well. So um, yeah, we learnt lots of different techniques around how to cook with lots of plant-based foods. It was very plant-based focused, but then also really cooking with the seasons and cooking with very traditional kind of whole foods and also some macrobiotic sort of dietary principles, Ayurvedic principles and those types of things. So it was great and it gave me the opportunity in New York City to work in some restaurants. I worked um, as a line cook in a Michelin star restaurant for a little bit of time so that was fun being a mum getting wow. to sort of get out and work in a restaurant in New York City because that wasn't really yeah. something that was part of my life so much before then and and then I went on to work as a personal chef over there helping people more um my the, the health practitioner side of me I guess became more of um a practical kind of health advice in people's homes and things and really kind of integrating those two together and and it's still how I practice now in terms of I'm very conscious of that kind of food first approach I really um want people to sort of go on their health journeys not feeling like they're having to sort of give up everything that they love in their life or having to come like follow family like plans for their family that are just kind of not practical sometimes or, or just conscious of the fact that it's not always easy to sort of change food and change your diet and and simple sort of steps to support that that's going to make it the most nourishing but also not be too overwhelming and things at the same time so um yeah that's probably my first my first love when it comes to health and then it's sort of there's other things that have sort of grown around that as well
0: yes i love that and i love that you said you know that it, i mean it sums it up that health supportive cooking school because as naturopaths we know that you know food and nutrition has a huge drastic impact it's it's you know one of if not the most important thing when it comes to our our family's health and I think as naturopaths we can have that kind of uh, well, a lot of naturopaths have fallen into that trap where it's all about supplements and, um, you know, making it a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. But if we can go back to those basics of, of um, you know, feeding our family more of those health supportive foods. Um, and as you said, food first is kind of your your, your motto and your stance when it comes to um, improving kids health and, and mum's health, are the clients that you work with. And I think that's such a great skill set to have as a naturopath to have, you know, we know that food's so important, but you have got uh, so many skills and so much knowledge in that area. I know I've learned so much from you when it comes to whole food cooking and kitchen skills. And so of ha- have our Natural Super Kids Club members, which are very lucky to have your support and your recipes to follow um in the club so i know this is a big area and i would love to get you back on the podcast to do a dedicated episode to like whole food cooking but can you share some maybe just a couple of common challenges people have when it comes to whole food cooking and your advice to overcome them
1: Sure, oh, absolutely so i think one of the first things to sort of Learn, I think, is a foundation if you do want to include. Because I think a lot of the area that we eat a lot of processed food and things in our like in our life is grains and things. There's a lot of di- lack of diversity in people's diets when it comes to grains. So, um and that's just because of the culture around it in most sort of in Australia and other countries similar to Australia, like the US and the UK, and um, you know a lot of places is that very wheat based um, type diet, and a lot of the um, and just because of that, the variety of different grains that we' have in our diet has just started to become more and more narrow and things over time. So I think when it comes to like whole food cooking, um, you know starting to include some different whole grains in your diet, that's something that I think that does overwhelm people sometimes because we are used to them being in quite a convenience form so when you sort of see something at like a bulk food store or even at the supermarket and it's like a a whole grain and it's just a grain and you just don't have any idea how to cook it and then a lot of the time the instructions that are on the packet are actually just completely off too like I actually find things like quinoa that the ratio of like what they put on there is often completely off, and it doesn't. It's very simple. It doesn't actually provide any helpful <laughs> instructions, and so you do get a lot of the time people will make it, and then they go, "Oh, what is this? Like, it's like, well, how can I eat this? It's terrible because it just doesn't work out." Um, so I think if you can pick like something like a whole grain that you really want to master, because they work really well in batch cooking too. Like you can make up like a big batch of something like a quinoa or some brown rice or something like that and then it works in lots of different dishes you can kind of reinvent it a little bit but it does take a little bit of kind of playing around with it and watching it so i would say the big one with things like um quinoa and rice is that often the amount of water that's in the recipe is is typically advised to be a bit high compared to what it's like it really needs so i usually kind of pull that back by about a quarter of a cup because most of us are kind of washing our grains and things too so it holds of the water in it when you're washing it obviously um and then and then also just sort of sitting having it sort of sit there and rest after you cook it but and there is some really good guidance and things around there and lots of um you know a lot more of the cookbooks that are coming out now do give a little bit more guidance i know jubler is really good in her cookbooks that like cooking things like grains and really explaining to people sort of how to cook them so it is worth kind of reading through those types of recipes sometimes and just starting to learn some of those kind of little basic techniques that at first might kind of seem a little bit kind of oh, like a bit of a hassle but the more you do it like it's like any skill like the more you do it then you won't have to think about it you'll then get to a stage where you can kind of just throw in these kind of grains that you get from the store and put it on while you're doing something else and it will become like something that you don't even think about but it can just take a little bit of um thought and kind of reading into it to start with in order to learn how to cook those grains because it's um, it's a skill that we've kind of just lost over time I think.
0: Yeah so many great points in there you know first of all that we are just not familiar with a lot of these grains you know if we haven't done a lot of whole food cooking or even if we have like you said the instructions aren't, aren't often um, you know that accurate or won't sort of provide the best result but we are so used to Uh, So much wheat in our diet, and yet switching up those grains—that's such a good uh, tip—and will have so many benefits um, uh, to our family's nutrition and health overall. And like you said, it's a skill. So we're we're all busy these days, but just to spend a little bit of time, um, you know, mastering that skill—even if it's just on one grain initially—I think that's some really great. That's a really great tip. Um, Okay, and do you have another whole food tip for us? I
1: think, and this is, I guess, more of a basic kind of um, cooking tip in general, but I think one that sort of sounds simple but it's often overlooked is just if you're going to do any cooking class and you're not sort of sure what to do, I would say the first one to always start with is doing some like a knife skills cooking class because when it comes to whole food cooking, there is generally, like any home cooking, there's generally going to be a lot more chopping up and things than what you're used to in it, like, you know, and that's why there's a lot of things already chopped for us and things, but the only um problems sometimes like obviously we all use sort of pre-chopped things and we're really busy and if it's going to be the difference between getting a healthy dinner on the table and not then it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but if you do want to sort of save money and kind of do things a little bit more where you're kind of using the whole plant and things and, and cutting it yourself you will get better flavor that way and also it doesn't lose nutrients as quickly because as soon as you start chopping something up and storing it the nutrients start to sort of go from it too. Um so if you can get to a stage where you're feeling really confident with a knife, with a sharp knife and keeping it sharp, it makes that chopping thing so much more enjoyable. Like it's becomes a little bit more meditative instead of being just like a chore. Um it's because it's really tiring on your hand and like you just sort of to do like when you cutting up vegetables and all those types of things. And it can just be about knowing how to hold the knife and knowing how to hold the vegetable and making sure it's sharp. Um, and that is something that can be taught um, in a good cooking class or even on YouTube and then just practice over and over again because it does feel really weird at first when you start doing it if it's not the way that you've always because our hands kind of build those habits in. Um, it's not always the way that we've been holding it. It might feel really strange at first, but the more you do it, all of a sudden it just starts to feel natural as well. So. Yeah, it can make a huge difference.
0: It makes such a lot of sense to focus on those skills that we use, especially when we're, you know, starting to put more whole foods and more veggies into our diet. There is a lot of chopping up involved. A lot, Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so we've generally, you know, learned well, haven't learned knife skills at all. You know, we might have learned from watching our mums who may not have the best knife skills or we might have done some home ec at high school. Um, But I don't remember that being a real focus uh, when I was doing home ec at high school. And I know this is something that I've learned from you that has changed Changed, um, my experience in the kitchen, I, I agree. I'm one of those people that put up with blunt knives for way too long um and so investing in some good knives keeping them sharp and um knowing those basic skills uh can make such a difference I can definitely vouch for that I thought I was a good cook until I had learned some of these nice skills
1: no me too I had the same experience when I went to the culinary school because I had always just topped a certain way too and just thought that was just how it was done and then I all of a sudden I was like wow this is just really completely changed things for me so yeah
0: it's amazing, isn't it? And if you are listening and you're a club member, I do also want to remind you that we have some of these trainings from Susan in um, the club site. So we have one um, that is all about, um, you know, improving your kind of, oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was... Um...
1: Yeah, I think it's about get, getting ready in the kitchen. It's about sort of getting prepared before you get in and start cooking. Yes, it yeah. was set, yeah.
0: setting up for kitchen success is what it was yes. called. So you can search for that in the club site. And then we've got a new one um, that will be in the club by the time this episode goes live, which is more focused on for kids. And um, it's for kids to follow along and make a recipe. But within that um, that video, Susan goes through some really basic knife skills for kids, which I think is a really good kind of um skill for us to be uh, teaching our kids through um, that training and if you're not a club member and you would like to be uh, I'll pop a link in the show notes where you can get on the wait list um, for our next opening uh, but yeah knife skills and grains I love those two tips and we will definitely get you back on to talk through some more um, practical whole food tips at some point on the podcast. But just, just moving on to something, um, I guess, on a more personal note, you've got three beautiful daughters of your own and I think it's, yeah, I think it's really um, interesting to hear from naturopaths particularly, and I might have to share some of my tips at some point in a further episode as well, like how we, like the, the actions that we take to actually look after our own kids' health. So to finish off, um, can you share three tips that, that like your three top tips that you use for keeping your own kids healthy yes absolutely yeah so I've got three girls they're um almost 13
1: uh 10 and 7 um and yeah I think it's funny it's funny isn't it I it is um something that I do think about sometimes especially as they get older because How I keep them healthy these days has definitely evolved over time to probably how I kept them healthy when they were really little. And so it's funny talking about that sort of food-first approach is definitely something that has always been important to me. And it still is, I would say, like in terms of my number one tip is getting as much home cooking into them as possible is still something that's a really important foundation for me because i think that they um it is a time in their lives as they get older where um you can't necessarily influence what they eat as much so the more i can have things prepared for them that they can kind of grab and go when they are at home i think that's going to give them that foundation still but it's funny, as they've started to get older, because like, I could control that a lot more when they were little and I still think it's an important time. Like when, when when they're at that age where you can have complete influence over what they eat to a degree, it is quite a, a magic window, I guess, in terms of setting those foundations down because it does help with flavour development and different things. If your kids are at that age, it, it is an, a, a, even though it can get frustrating sometimes when they start to sort of refuse things, if you can continue to work on those foundations when they're little, even when they start to kind of get a bit older and they kind of move away from that, I do find personally that they do start, like they still recognise it and they will still pop back into it and things at times as well. So, um, yeah, it's de- but it's definitely something that I've had to let go of, I guess, as they started to get older. Rather than and and because I don't think it's healthy to be that kind of controlling naturopath nutritious <laughs> mum
0: either <laughs> no exactly so,
1: um, yes yeah um so that's definitely something i've had to to still think it is very important the the food aspect but i've had to really focus on some other things as well um, and balance that out a little bit more um, so i think probably you know the one thing that i would say would be the thing that has kept my kids the most healthy over the years would actually be like my having that trust in myself to kind of follow that intuition as a mum and not buy into like the fear factor a lot of the time and I know that I've been in a lucky situation where I am a trained health practitioner and so I probably feel a lot more confident in terms of managing my own kids health than maybe what someone has that hasn't done study in that area or something but I think a lot of us have um lost the confidence in ourselves in you know, and being able to manage our kids health when they do have minor illnesses and I and I think one of the reasons my kids are healthy and don't you know is that that lack of intervention over their lives like they really haven't had and like you know luckily they touch wood they haven't had significant health challenges um come up but I think that in terms of chronic issues that one of the reasons probably for that is is part of that is, is that lack of intervention that they've had throughout their lives and um the ability of their body to be able to handle things and then me support that feeling confident to be able to support that because I know like as a mum you know when your kids are really really sick so you're not going to obviously leave them in a situation where they're <laughs> where they need medical intervention or if they're rid a lot of pain or something like that but you and that's where that intuition piece I think comes in our, our ability to be able to trust in ourselves and know when our kids um you know really need some extra help or when they just sort of need a little bit of support so their body can kind of get through it themselves as well.
0: Yeah, so true. And can I just say on that, yes, like I totally agree and I feel um exactly the same but something you said about you know obviously people listening might go oh well it's okay for you. you you guys are naturopaths of course you guys can trust your intuition but you know this is the great thing about having a trusted you know naturopath or health practitioner yes you might not know the steps to take but you still get that that yeah you know, that mother's intuition that feeling of what might be right you know can you uh, you know do they really need antibiotics for this particular infection or do you really need to give them uh that you know some paracetamol uh, right now. So you know tapping into that intuition, but then having you know trusted resources or a trusted practitioner that you can turn to for the, I guess you know the the more qualified advice um, is really important. So I just love that. That's such an important point um, to, to trust in yourself and and managing that those minor illnesses um, without. Uh, pharmaceutical intervention, I think I totally agree has a positive long term effect on on our kids' health overall
1: yeah, absolutely, and there's always as you said there's that guidance there if things don't don't work out like i'm in my like it, I had a lot of antibiotics as a kids, and my kids haven't really had any, any antibiotics at all, and so I guess that's given them the advantage over their gut health to myself but it doesn't mean that if you've had something go on with your kid where you they've had to sort of have numerous courses of antibiotics that you can't like that but that's kind of undone because I do get that comment sometimes from people where they're kind of like I just really wanted to raise my kids in this kind of natural way and now they have to have antibiotics and I feel like it's just undone all the good work that I've done with their gut health and I and I'm not saying that it's, it's like you know, it's ideally we do want to try and avoid antibiotics where, where they're not, and I because they we all know that they are kind of overprescribed and things a lot of the time. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't um do amazing things for their health if they have kind of gone through that. Like I know from my own health perspective that I had numerous courses of antibiotics when I was a kid, and as an adult, I've been able to sort of really focus on my own gut health and 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 come a long way with that myself and kids yeah you know, a much more dynamic in the way they get over things as well so there's a lot you can do
0: that's right and I'm glad that you pointed that out because I'm sure there's you know lots of mums listening that think oh well I've you know I've failed in that area they've already had a- antibiotics and I think it's really important to you know move forward you know you you did the best of what of what you knew at the time and like there's, there's plenty of cases where antibiotics are warranted. So, um, you know, we definitely don't want to avoid antibiotics at all costs, uh, but... That, as you said, we know that they're overprescribed. I've got a blog post um, sort of exploring this area a bit more that I will link in the show notes as well. Um, but there is, you know, there's definitely, and I'm sure we've both got dozens of examples of clients that we can think of where, you know, a child's health, uh, immune health, gut health has bounced back after, you know, a, a lot of a lot of antibiotics. So it's definitely, you know, not um, something you can't come back from
1: no absolutely absolutely but um and and just one sort of comment on that too which i think a lot of people probably aren't aware of is um that there are there. The other um, common medications that we give our health in terms of just general painkillers and reflux medication stuff do like potentially also affect the gut health, like antibiotics and things too. So I think that's something that's not communicated a lot of the time by doctors and things. And there is a lot of research showing that now. So, because I think we put a lot of emphasis on antibiotics and that that's the only thing that's going to affect our gut health. when there is a lot more coming out now about the impact of some other things that we might give commonly and stuff as well. So it's good to sort of just think about all those sort of things we're doing on a regular basis
0: as well. Definitely. And then and that's the benefit of having a practitioner like you to support them because then you know you've got that sort of you've got that intuition, but then you've got that trusted resource. um, Someone that you can communicate with and get advice from when you are unsure about what to do. Because it can be tough when you go to the the doctor or the specialist and they're prescribing a medication that you feel you know isn't right or isn't the best option for your child but then there can be that pressure um, and that's where having you know a naturopath or other health practitioner to support you in that way can be really valuable um, yeah and so what what would be your third your third tip for keeping your kids healthy
1: so I think my third one has actually become one of my most important now which is just those basics of um, you know as I have not being able to influence what my kids eat as much as they get older I've really started to value the importance of those other basic things that we do for our health over that which I think for us as a family is really like time outside and time together and time away from technology like I've actually started to really appreciate that that even more than the food sometimes is my kids can have a lot more impact on how they're feeling, their general health, their um, yeah, their overall well-being and things. And and it, even though it sounds um, easy sometimes, it's actually not, you know, having to think of our own self-care plus the self-care of our kids because they're not actually going to think of it automatically themselves a lot of the time is quite, you know, it's a lot like in modern kind of life where we've got a lot of sort of Um, You know, many of us are sort of working and raising families and doing different things. It does take a lot of conscious thought sometimes to think about your kids' own kind of self-care when it comes to those basic things. But I do find it makes a huge difference to their overall wellbeing and things. So it's something that I've put a lot of emphasis on now as I've started to get older.
0: Yes, I love that. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, anyone that's been following me for any um, period of time knows how passionate I am about getting kids outside more. Um, And I love that you said, you know, that spending time together as a family connecting. And I think these things, Uh, one, get more challenging as the kids get older, and two, they're even more important as the kids get older as well. I know, you know, where I'm at with a 13-year-old who is obsessed with his mountain bike and all he wants to do is be out with his friends on his mountain bike, which is great because he's outside, but any kind of, oh, maybe we'll do uh, something together as a family this day. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know he is, he is not impressed so um, it's oh it's hard when you start to feel them kind of moving away from you but um, you know like I think that even even th- those connections in in the small moments like sitting down and having dinner together rather than having the TV on or everyone in separate rooms you know it's so and, and those small kind of little um, rituals that we might have as a family around holidays or um, you know Friday night. Uh, I don't know, homemade pizza night, those little things become so important as kids get older to keep that connection um, and to keep them away from technology is super important as well. absolutely. Yeah. So they are such amazing tips. Thank you um, for sharing those. Uh, And thank you for joining me today. So I just wanted to say if anyone is interested in having, um, you know, Susan as their practitioner. She is available for um, naturopathic bookings via our website. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can find out more about that service that she um, offers Um, because, as you can hear, she is an amazing practitioner and very well-rounded. That's what I love. I mean, I just feel so blessed to have you on the Natural Super Kids team because we just have so much in common in terms of the way that we practice and our approach to health, um, and yeah, as as everyone listening has has heard, um, you've you've got that uh, you know amazing well rounded approach. So I'll pop that link in the show notes, and if you're if you are a club member, um, you would know Susan, and and uh, you have the. The benefit of getting all of that practical information um that she shares in lots of different resources within the club so susan creates all of our recipes um and i just love you know your method for your uh, recipes is so uh detailed into and you know i think just by following your recipes our club members learn so many of those whole food cooking tips but you've also created cheat sheets and video um workshops in the club as well so if you're a club member definitely you know go and check those out if you haven't already um, and as i said i'll definitely get you back on uh susan if you're willing to come back on because we could just chat all day but thank you so much for joining me
1: thanks Jess i'd love to come back on thanks for being really great talking to you yeah you too yeah i just wanted to say too like in terms of the community and things so um yeah i would say that if um what you were just talking about with um you know the the uh, community that you created is really great for that extra sort of support too. So I think a lot of us are feeling a little bit kind of alone sometimes when it comes to their kids' health. So I guess that's just a final point that I want to make is that that is the plus side of, um, I guess, the community that you've attracted through your own work over the huge amount of time that you've done natural Super Kids is just that community um, because it can really make all the difference if you feel like you've got someone to ask these questions to as well.
0: Yes, yes. Such a good point. Like we don't have to do this alone. Um, as we, we, we were talking about, you know, you can get a practitioner like Susan on, on your side. Um, but also, yeah, there's the club community that offers so many, so many resources. And then our, our wider Natural Super Kids community on, you know, Instagram and Facebook on our website that has so many resources that can help as well. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Have a great day, Susan. Thanks, Jess. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.